0: Howdy Perry sisters and allies! Beth, Annie, Nat, and future guests are here to talk about how perimenopause is affecting our lives. We have more than likely been boozing, so if you're easily offended or you're looking for serious medical advice, you should see yourself out right now. What's behind these fits of rage? Decreased libido and dry-fetched age? Why can't I focus on this fucking page? It's perimenopause. Welcome to Beth and Annie's Perimenopause podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Beth, and I have been in perimenopause since I was 38. I am now 45. I am here with my sister,
1: Annie. I'm Annie, 42 years
0: old, and perimenopause for four years. And we're also here with our friend, Nat. Nat, why are you
2: here?
3: 43 years old, male, not personally experiencing perimenopause, but uh, there's enough people in my life, including you know, a hypothetical wife that I may or may not have that is a similar age to y'all, that dealing with this stuff and it was all new to me when you started talking to me about it. And I'm just trying to kind of educate myself because it's a, seems like a big enough deal where it seems bad to be ignorant about it.
0: (laughs) So thanks for letting me
3: come along for the ride. I appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Good. Okay. We can, yep. Nat can edit you out later.
3: Yep. I'm going to pretend that, that whole back and forth never even happened.
0: Yep. (laughs) Annie, are you going to talk about the goal of the podcast?
1: I would love to talk about the goal of the podcast. The goal of our podcast is to educate, validate, and support, and then normalize it so we can start having more open conversations.
0: Excellent. And future episodes of our podcast will have a newer format starting today. So we want to have one or two guests join us to discuss the main topic for that episode and their personal perimenopause experience. Today, we are so happy to welcome our cousin, Jill, who is the same age as Beth. Say hi, Jill. Hi, everybody. Jill, uh, how long have you been experiencing perimenopause?
2: From everything that you've said since puberty. Lucky you. And I'm not even joking.
3: That's quite a stretch. Yeah, right? Tell me about it. Wow.
0: So, and Julie, you have some
2: comorbidities. You have uh, what we, you think is AS. What is that? Ankylosing spondylitis. It's where they rule out rheumatoid arthritis. I had a test for that. And with all the other symptoms, that is what I have. Okay. And potentially Crohn's. Right. That is undiagnosed at this point because I have not had my small intestine tested yet. But with all my symptoms, they're, they're pretty sure.
0: And you were telling me the other day that a lot of the symptoms of perimenopause uh, mimic some of the symptoms of AS and Crohn. So it's really hard to know what's going on, um, which sucks right. for you. Yeah. Uh, so the next, at least this episode, me, i who knows how we're going to split them, but there will be multiple episodes on plumbing, the ladies plumbing. So today we're going to talk about the vag and vaginal atrophy. So vaginal atrophy can also be called atrophic vaginitis, and it's the thinning, drying, and inflammation of the vaginal walls. All of the information I will be providing today came direct from the Mayo Clinic website. That's my go-to. So not only does atrophic vaginitis make intercourse painful, but it can also lead to uh, urinary problems, which stinks. So you might pee your pants when you cough or you sneeze or think that you're not peeing but you are it's happened once to me it's very embarrassing oh actually I was all alone so that was okay you're gonna
3: say I I had to ask public or not public
0: it was it was the kids were in bed I was home alone with them and had had a little bit of wine and sneezed and peed and was like
3: a little bit of wine a
0: little bit a little bit and thought I was done and then my all my whole leggings were wet so I had wow. to waddle to the bathroom. You yeah, know, that was rough. Because it can cause both vaginal and urinary problems, it's called genitourinary syndrome of menopause. But that doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't start happening in perimenopause. So there are simple and effective treatments for what we will now refer to as GSM. So just know, ladies, that you do not have to suffer with the discomfort of it.
3: So Beth... Before yeah. I get started, because I, I want to ask a couple questions, I'm just obviously going to be act, acting as a facilitator for the most part here, but I want to say a couple things first. First of all, this is our sixth episode. Great job landing a special guest this early in the podcast run. Usually that takes 10 episodes or so. So,
0: really? Oh, no, I have a whole bunch lined up. Like, they, these ladies want to be on here.
3: You're a go getter. Seriously. So good job pounding the pavement and finding special guests. Second of all, why are we not seeing Annie? What is with her name <laughs> just being her logo? Why is this happening? It's unsettling. There I don't want to do look at rest. myself. Yeah, but we want to look at like You can
0: hide yourself. Yeah, that's what I did. No, no. You I mean, you. you can hide yourself from your view, but we can still see you. Oh, that freaks me out, too.
3: Right. That would that to, be, to, to me, that saying. would be way scarier. You well, should just, just leave yeah. your camera
0: down. on. It's okay if you keep looking at yourself.
1: I actually saw a meme sorry about for, it today. Sorry for the
3: tangent. I've gone on here, but... All right,
1: um, okay. So anyway. I feel safer when it's off. Like I can express myself more freely. When I okay,
0: I did off. tell her to turn it off because she does tend to use her body to talk a lot and then we don't know what she's doing. I like doing. the
3: body talking.
0: I know, but the audience can't see it.
3: All right. Well, so you, you can can do turn whatever, it off. whatever, whatever on. makes you comfortable. You can turn it a, off.
0: Turn it oh. off and then when you are describing physical stuff... You have to use your words.
3: But sometimes when provide. I say something funny and Annie laughs, I appreciate the payoff. And when it's just we're a... will
0: still will still
3: laugh. Okay, yeah. we'll laugh, like make me. it like a loud guffaw so I can definitely... <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, like you know what's up. That's all, all right, you ready? Okay. Yeah. All right, this, yeah. now we're going back to live podcasts. All right, so we're talking about GSM. And as with it, it seems like everything else that you've discussed thus far in the six, five, six episode run that we've done... There's a lot of signs and symptoms, and so I wanted to ask you about them. Beth, Annie, Jill, anybody who feels like jumping in on this, give me some of the signs and symptoms of GSM.
0: All right, so according to the Mayo Clinic website, it can include vaginal dryness, vaginal discharge, vaginal burning, genital itching, burning with urination, urgency with urination, frequent urination, Recurrent urinary tract infections, urinary incontinence, like when you pee your pants. Light bleeding after intercourse, discomfort with intercourse, decreased vaginal lubrication. So dry vag, right? This one I did not know, shortening and tightening of the vaginal canal.
3: Well, I admit I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Just, this is all news to me. That sounds brutal. So maybe how many of these things? I mean, that's like a list of fourteen things.
0: Here's a silver lining. Silver lining, because Annie has told me that after having three children, and this is a popular phrase, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. (laughs) So this could be a silver lining where it's not a hot dog anymore, or a halt. No, it would be a hot (laughs) dog. Give me a new. Give me a (laughs) new. This microphone is just fine.
3: It's like throwing a gigantic microphone down a hallway.
0: Do no, the hallway gets smaller. So throwing okay, a so hot the... dog. What would you throw the hot dog down?
3: Yeah, okay. Let's. So it's still a hot dog. It's still a hot dog. The hot dog hasn't we're changed. We're throwing it into a much smaller space now. Yeah okay give me something anything smaller than a hallway a
2: camper i
0: don't know
3: it's like throwing a hot dog into a camper this is great all right (coughs) love it when you throw silver linings out because it just i read that list and i'm like wow there's no silver lining here but you're so positive
0: there could be a silver lining annie and jilly have you experienced any of these symptoms
2: yes which ones Well, let's just say when you see a bathroom in your dream, it's a lie.
3: (laughs) Can we unpack that, please? Yes. Well, completely soaked the bed. All the time, or just like? No,
2: it's happened a few times. And since I've never had children or anything, why do I have bladder issues? Nothing's been damaged. Nothing's. Hey. Well, it's true. (laughs) And as for the tightening, it's makes it 10 times worse for those of us who never had any stretching. So it is very painful to the point where I just, it's not worth it to me because it's just too painful. But thankfully, my husband understands. So, yes, he's a keeper.
1: Annie, how about you? Yes, I have experienced um, vaginal dryness, vaginal burning, vaginal discharge. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Vaginal itching, no. burning with urination. So the burning with urination and the urgency with urination, that's new. That's this year. Um, Frequent urination. So like Jill said, now at night, yeah, I can't trust my dreams. I probably get up at least once or twice a night and that's that's pretty new, I'd say, this year. Maybe it started last year. Um, urinary incontinence. That's really just, like, if I'm doing some heavy cardio, like, running. But other than that, I really don't have too much incontinence. And then decreased vaginal lube during sex. Yes, definitely. So for that, I can tell you what I do. Um, for the decreased lube during sex, I have to prep myself by reading romance novels. And so... You know, Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. I just know that I need to get like a head start. Oh, so that God. Helps you that combined with Ast- Astroglide. I highly recommend that because it's not like oily or you know.
3: Can I ask you a question? I just want to go back to the romance novel prep. How long beforehand are you are you reading these books?
1: Depends. If I know the characters, it's not going to take very long. <laughs> um, but if it's like a new series, yeah, take an hour.
3: And then that almost- like. That works?
1: Yeah. Sylvia Day, this is her fifth book. It's not going to take long.
3: It okay. does. Right. That's fascinating. All right.
1: All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, you have more? Yeah, I get a lot of yeast, a lot of yeast infections now. That's they interesting. Brutal.
0: So I used to get them um during i mean i guess i could still bear children but during the prime childbearing years i would have awful one every month with every period oh i God. would have a yeast infection it was horrible
1: they're terrible i know yeah
0: it's i so haven't horrible. had one for 5 years maybe one like maybe one so i don't know who knows what's going on down there maybe it, maybe she's happy now anything else Amy? um
1: just that i can usually tell with yeast infection because the scent is different like the discharge scent is different, and so I can kind of stay on top of it now.
0: It's kind of like your bacon bread.
1: Tastes like or... <laughs> Tastes like ooh. Do tell. <laughs> let's take a fun turn. Yeah. You know what? I'll try anything once. It smells like bread yeast, and so yeah. And then just that burning, you know, when I pee. So. Yep. That's it from that list. mm mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. Right, I T- got
0: uh, the vaginal dryness. Frequent urination. So at nighttime, I have not wet the bed yet, but I am nervous that it will happen at some point. Let's see. Oh, light bleeding after intercourse, sometimes discomfort with intercourse um, or during foreplay. So one of the reasons I went to the doctor at the beginning of this whole journey was because I kept blaming that he had a raggedy fingernail and like his raggedy fingernail was causing pain. And he would literally show me his finger to me and say they're not raggedy. So I, you know, I had to go and have an ultrasound and a. Oh, Jilly, what's the one where they probe you with the, like a, vaginal ultrasound? Yeah, where they put yeah. the probe in there and look around, and they couldn't find anything wrong. So having learned this, now I have discovered that it was probably just the thinning of the vaginal walls, and maybe he was poking a little too hard.
3: But, but he's kind of indicated.
0: Whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. So you, you check a couple of the of the boxes on the list. Not not all, not even most, but definitely definitely like three, four, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I want to ask like kind of a more scientific question, which is we've heard all these symptoms now. None of them sound too pleasant, of course, but what, what's the reason? Why is it happening? What's causing this stuff?
0: We can blame estrogen. I feel like on everything related to this podcast. The decrease in estrogen is what makes your vaginal wall thinner, less elastic, and more um, prone to being hurt. So it can occur obviously after menopause, but it can also occur during perimenopause, while you're breastfeeding, if you've had uh, pelvic radiation therapy, if you've had cancer, if you've had chemotherapy... Oh, breast cancer hormone treatments can also lead to it. But we can essentially blame estrogen again.
3: Should that just be the prepackaged answer to every question I'm going to ask? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean,
0: when we talked about skin in the last couple episodes, we could also blame the lower levels of estrogen and not being able to mask the testosterone. And so that's why we're growing beards and looking more like dudes. But... In this case, yeah, it's, it's the estrogen.
3: I know I can only see Annie's logo, that's her, her name, but I can see two of the three of you, and none of, well, now I can see all three of you. None of you look like dudes. Just <laughs> for the right. Maybe, maybe yeah, more I like. <laughs> what did you
2: say, Jilly? I got a full beard.
3: Well, I can't yeah, I tell. Saved. I can't tell over video. <laughs> it's
2: because I had to save it. <laughs>
3: Because you knew you were going to be on TV, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's talk about, we talked about the symptoms. We talked about the causes. So what? give me some things that would accentuate the risk. What are the risk factors?
0: If you're a smoker, if you have not had any vaginal births, and you're not having regular sexual activity. So, Jilly, do you yes. need any of these? Not that I wanted to have an intervention as I was putting this agenda together, but I thought, oh, no, she's going to think we're trying to, you know, create this <laughs> intervention of... Right, this is one of
3: those, like, Maury Povich or Jerry Springer things when, like, <laughs> guess what? They're backstage, and you bring them out.
2: <laughs> well, first of all, to the smoking, it is my one bad habit. I acknowledge it. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it. It just... It is what it, it, it helps keep me sane because I got a lot of other issues going on and I figure that's probably the least of my concerns at this point and I don't really want to start crying about the second. It's okay. I know you wanted them. It just wasn't going to happen. Yep. Yep.
0: But you are an amazing aunt and cousin to your little cousins and to the um,
2: girl that you helped take care of. Yeah, she's my baby. And I think that's where a lot of the decrease in, you know, I just didn't see the point in having it anymore because nothing was going to come of it.
0: Yeah. Oh, chilly. Yep. And your husband has been, well, when we talked the other day, he has been so sweet and supportive, which I think is amazing. I I don't know him that well, but I do. <laughs> he won me over the other day. He also said something really funny because he does woodworking. And so I was showing him the island in our kitchen because it needs to be refinished. And he, <laughs> Jill was insisting he walk me through it and it was so obvious I didn't know what he was talking about. And so he told me to go buy a card scraper, but some people might also call it oh, something else. And I was like, but if you're in the Hill, you call me. it, a, you call it a card scraper. And I was like, oh, so if, when I go in and, and describe that, they'll think I know what I'm talking about. And he was like, well, briefly.
3: <laughs> yeah. he'll, be, he'll be exposed shortly thereafter.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. Um. So, so the last one together. What? Well, go ahead, Jilly No, they just all kind of run together. So. Yeah. No, that totally makes sense, and I I'm so glad you're
0: here to talk about it because I that wouldn't have even occurred to me that they were all. I mean, it does. It totally it makes sense now to me, but I wouldn't have thought when I saw that list. Like, oh yeah. So we'll get to it in a little bit, but the remedy for the no sexual activity. But I do love that it says with or without a partner.
1: I circled that. Bridgerton helps. (laughs) Oh, oh, Bridgerton.
0: (laughs) For
3: those of you uh, not watching on video, which is everyone except us that's listening, Beth winked slyly at the camera.
0: (laughs) Simon. It's 3 a.m. and I cannot sleep. I'm tired and hot and trying not to weep. Why did he buy that fucking Jeep? It's perimenopause. This ends episode six of Everything Badge. Please join us in episode seven as we continue this lively conversation. Until then, bleed on.